Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we explore the awakening path, and we attempt to do that in a very vulnerable, very honest, very open way. I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn. Today's episode is different in that I don't have a plan. We're just coming off of a seven-day retreat in rewilding called Birthing a New World. And I feel like there are some insights, some like nuggets of wisdom, some maybe energy that I can bring to you in this podcast that comes from that retreat space, from that circle, from that, sometimes I call like a vortex of Shakti, from that kind of sacred container, that sacred journey, and feeling into what would be most useful to share, what would be most relevant, most helpful, uh, and, and feel, I suppose, most aligned in the current moment. So if you're listening to this podcast around the time it gets released, it's kind of like the current energy. And it feels as if there are some things that can be brought from that space and that journey and to be shared here um, in this particular podcast episode with you. So if it's a little bit different energy than maybe what you're used to in podcasts, um, it's most likely because it's coming from this really deep um, journey space, this this energy that we've been standing in. There's about 200, a little over 200 women who walked through this journey. And um, yeah, so the first thing that I want to kind of bring into our space today is this sense of sacredness, this sense of the mystic within, this opening up to these inner capacities within, these inner ways of being, of seeing the world, of living our lives from this almost mystical place, which isn't otherworldly. It's not outside of the body. It's not outside of our lives. It's not outside of the mundane. You know, it's not outside of taking care of our children or going to our jobs. It's not outside of that. It's, it's within all of that. It's not like other than. And it's not something that's only accessible to like the chosen few. It's not something that anyone, oh gosh, can bestow upon you. Or, (laughs) yeah, I think those are the words. It's not something that anyone can bestow upon you. It's like a place that you find for yourself. It's a place that you uncover for yourself. And oftentimes, 
men and women will say to me, it feels like coming home. Like when that place reveals itself or when we journey into that place within, that like sacred place within, there's this feeling of I'm home. I'm home. I'm home in my soul. I'm home in my whole being. I'm I'm home in myself. I'm it's a feeling of like authenticity, of truth, of true self. Like oh, this is this is truly me. This is this is me. This this is full me or authentic me or or deep me or like hidden hidden me even not just hidden me hidden from the world or hidden from others but even hidden from ourselves like this it's it's hidden from ourselves so this place being something that no one can bestow upon you it, it, it this place being something that we journey into we move toward we um, sort of shift our direction our aim our focus our intention toward it not every minute of our waking lives but there's somewhere in us that is like yearning or longing for this sense of sacredness, this sense of connection. It sometimes also feels like this sense of connection, like being connected to life in a different way, being connected to the things in this world in a different way, being connected to Um, spirit in a different way, being connected to our soul in a different way. So it sometimes feels like this connection, this, this home, this connection. And most of us aren't born with this. (laughs) Most of us aren't Most of us don't come into this world or just wake up one day and, and ah, I'm awake. Ah, I feel home. Ah, I have, you know, I, I feel embodied. I feel like my spirit is embodied or my soul is embodied in my being. Most of us, it's not, it's not like that. It would be great <laughs> if it was, or if someone could bestow that upon us, right? Like, please wave your magic wand, and suddenly I'm soulful, and I feel connected, and I'm home, and, um, and, and I feel true. Uh, it's a journey for many of us. It's a journey. It's, it's a... It's a walking through... And it's it's a let me feel into how to how to bring words to this. It's a dissolving of false self of of that which is not us is one aspect, just one aspect of of this. 
It's a dissolving of that which is not true. And so examples of this, to kind of bring it home, like let's make this tangible. Dissolving of that which is not us can be things like these deeply, I want to say it differently. I say these things the same way all of the time and I want to say it different. I want to try to like get in into our psyches and our beings from a different angle, like a really powerful way of saying it. We are made up, most of us, before walking this path and we start to feel these things and see these things as we walk this path. But we are made up of so many belief systems, so so much absorbed conditioning, absorbed social conditioning, so much absorbed family patterning. And I know, see, that, see, I say those words and they just fall flat. It's like, bleh. We just all space out like yada, yada, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, that doesn't even like hit me. What I'm trying to do is find a way for us to get in to, and that's part of what practice is about. Like that's part of what doing a seven day retreat, like birthing a new world or um, joining inner circle, which by the way, um, we're going to give a week um, access for free to everyone in our community. So all of our subscribers were opening up inner circle, um, the whole of the members area, which is like 15 hours of rewilding workshops for free. It's like a seven day, just go for your life, um, explore and dive in and do workshops. Um, and we're going to start that in a couple of days. So, uh, might be when this podcast is out, I think just hopefully, I think we're aiming to do that. Um, I'll give you more details on that in a little bit. Um, but we, I'm still trying to find that doorway in, right? Like, let's get in there, into seeing, this is it. I don't know if this is the doorway, but this is a way of talking about it. Into seeing how fucking unconscious we are. Into seeing how much we live our lives on autopilot. It's autopilot. Much of our lives is on autopilot. There are scientific studies of like 90% of our daily living is on autopilot. Like it's just autopilot. And think about brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth the exact same way every day. At least I do, and I know most people do. It's the same way. You no longer think about it. It's no longer something that you are conscious of anymore. There is no effort. There is no energy that you're not with it anymore. You're not with brushing your teeth. You're somewhere else. You're thinking about this. You're multitasking a million things. You're no longer with brushing your teeth. Now you've probably brushed your teeth in that same, I'm, I'm actually doing the pattern that I brush my teeth in, right? I, like that's the pattern that I brush my teeth in every time I brush my teeth. So just do this the next time you brush your teeth. Just, just see what is the pattern or the next time you blow dry your hair or the next time, you, one of those like really mundane, monotonous things that you've done a million times, you do every day. Just, just check it out. Just, just 
this is a good like life experiment about how conditioned we are, how much we live on autopilot. And that's one example to share or to shine like a, a little bit of a light on imagine you, you brush your teeth the same way, right? You brush your teeth the same way every day. Now imagine a particular energy, an archetype comes at you like authority figure. Let's just use this as a good example. Some, someone in an authority figure archetype in your life, like someone who is an authority figure for you. Just pick one, any, anyone. An authority figure. And that energy comes at you. And you grab your toothbrush and you brush your teeth the exact same way. So that energy comes at you. And you sense the flavor of it, like, Ah, authority figure, respond this way. Can you feel that? Authority figure, respond this way, right? And it's so unconscious. It's so, I remember driving in a car with a woman um, years ago and she had gotten pulled over twice, twice while I was in the car with her. And it was amazing to watch this. It's so easy when you're not in it, when there's, a witness when you're outside of it, because we often can't see our patterns. We can't see them. We are them. And so to step into witness is sometimes really, especially some of these really unconscious patterns. And I watched this police officer, first one approaches the car and he's being really cordial, like really a nice man. And he's asking questions, you know, like, beautifully. There was no, um, like I'm giving you a ticket. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. There was nothing like that. It was just, you know, like wanting to know our story, wanting to know the story where, you know, where are you guys going? What's da 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 da. And I watch this response happen of like defensive, angry, pissed, how the hell could you be pulling me over? How dare you pull me over for going 20 over? How dare you, right? And it was just this response of foam lashing out of this guy. And I'm sitting in the passenger seat going, whoa, she's going to give herself a ticket. Like this is now definitely gonna get her a ticket. And so what happens? Of course she gets a ticket. And I said something, I, I can't remember the conversation, but I remember saying something and driving along. And again, another police officer, different police officer, pull over again. It wasn't the same day. It was a couple days later, a couple weeks later, but same situation, driving in the car, 20 over, pull over by a police officer and police officer, this guy's even nicer like even nicer. And you can feel he wants to let us go. He wants, he's, he's this was the nicest. And I've seen lots of police officers in my like younger, crazier days. And this was the nicest police officer I think I've ever seen. Like the nicest, sweetest, most open, you know, just wonderful. And, and he's, you know, doing his job. 
And the same pattern comes online. The same, the exact same pattern, same response. How dare you? How dare you pull me over? Like, who do you think you are? Like the exact same response. And this, this man is, it's totally different energy, totally different energy, but he's got a hat on. He's got the uniform on. And that was enough. That was enough to trigger the auto response enough to trigger the, this is how I respond every single time to authority figures. And I'm totally unconscious of it. I cannot be present in the moment. I cannot read the energy. I cannot even see that this man actually just want to let me like I can't I can't even see that because I'm so in a in an unconscious pattern here. I I have responded with my thing that I always respond with because it's the way I brush my teeth for 40 years and I'm going to keep brushing my teeth that way. So so anyways, this uh I know I know we're doing a long roundabout with lots of stories today, but we're kind of in retreat space and this is sort of what happens lots of times it comes through stories and so so <laughs> bear with me, I will get to how this relates to coming home to self, to the connection points, to our own journey toward our own soul and our own sacredness and our own embodiment of spirit and all of that. So this guy is like determined to not give her a ticket now. Now I can feel his and he's in a place of he's he's now determined to not fall into what she's actually trying to place him in. Can you feel that? So when we respond in this way, this nice police officer is now being projected on as you're a bad man, you are a horrible person, authority figures are really bad, you're definitely going to give me a ticket, just do your, give me the $500 ticket, you know, just be an asshole. And he is fighting this projection like fighting it tooth and nail. You can feel it. You can feel it. It's being so projected on him and he's like ready to give her what she is wanting via her projection, totally unconscious. Of course she doesn't want a ticket. Of course she doesn't want a ticket. Of course she doesn't want a ticket, but she's giving herself one totally unconsciously. So you can see him fighting like, I am not an ass. You know, I don't know what mantra was going on in his head, but it was basically like, I'm not an asshole, I'm not an asshole, I'm not an asshole, to just fight off that level of ferocious projection coming at him. And um, he's like, look, I'm not going to give you a ticket. And she is so in her pattern, she can't hear him say that. She turns the words, twists the words into, I'm going to give you a ticket. Now it was ridiculously clear, like loud and clear and sweetly delivered. So the energy matched the words. There was, it was not hard to comprehend this, but you have to be present in it. You can't be in the story of it. You can't be in your autopilot pattern of it. Cause you're, you're not even, it's not even real right? Like you're creating this whole, you're just playing out this old pattern and you're forcing this person to play out this old pattern. So much so that like twisted the words. And so he walks away with her driver's license and she's livid. She's just like livid in the car. And I'm in the passenger seat going, he said, he's not giving you a ticket. 
you're not getting a ticket. He's, he's not giving you a ticket. He just needs to go look at your license. But he said, I'm not giving you a ticket. She's like, that, that is definitely not what he said. He definitely said, I'm getting a ticket. And she's like, but wait, what? Maybe I, maybe I missed it. And like the whole, right? Like all the wires are crossing. Everything is like discombobulated. Police officer comes back to the car and he gives her her stuff back. And he's like, ma'am, have a really good day. No ticket, no warning, no nothing. Like just have a really good day. She is still snapping. Still snapping, still in the pattern of you're an asshole, can't believe, yada, 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 no gratitude, could not get out of the pattern, could not get out of the pattern. His final words were, ma'am, do you want me to give you a ticket? Those were his final, like, do you want me to give you a ticket? Those were his final words, his final words, and I was like, no. Sir, thank you so very much. We are so grateful. We definitely do not want a ticket. Um, we, are, we are really, really grateful. Thank you. And he was like, and he just walked away confused as hell. Like, what happened there? And so I know that that's a, a very um, uh, overtly loud experience, but it, it demonstrates this so well. And we all do this. We, are, we all do this all of the time. And for, for me, I think it's almost like a way of, uh, you know, like sleepwalking through the world, being not present to the situation, being not able to read the current energy, operating on autopilot patterns, there's like a belief in many people's systems, and you can feel this, is that that conserves energy. It, it conserves energy to be unconscious. Am I making sense here? It's so hard to find words. I always say that too. Um, but we think, or it's like a, a laziness. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I'm just going to keep talking. And if whatever lands, lands, whatever doesn't make sense, you just put that like over in the bucket out there. Maybe it'll make sense at some point and maybe it never will. And that's beautiful. We <laughs> will sleepwalk until we get so fed up with sleepwalking until it slaps us in the face or until the yearning within us gets so loud, that yearning of there has to be a better way. There has to be more. There has to be more. I know that was true for me with my mom, actually, when I was in my 20s, middle 20s, early, early to middle 20s. And... I was operating from a mom does this, I do that. Mom does this, I do that. Mom does this, I do that. And there was a moment where I was like, wow, this is so painful. This is so, I, I'm not feeling the love. This, does, this doesn't feel good to me. 
And then there was this also this feeling of there's got to be a better way to do this. There has to be a better way to, to be with this energy. So I can't expect mom to change her energy. I, I, I can't expect her. That's, that's ludicrous. She's on her own path to do her own thing. And so I can't expect her or tell her, you need to change, right? What I do have complete control over, and this is where we kind of take our power back, right? We take our power back when we say, when we take full ownership of our response. And so what I have complete, complete control over is my response to that same thing, right? So my response to mom, I don't even know an example of it, mom doing blah, 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 right? I have complete control over this. I don't when I'm unconscious. I don't like the story with the police officer, right? So unconscious. There was like no control. There was no presence, no awareness, no control. It was just autopilot response, right? And it was so much not about that man. It was not about that particular person. It was not about that being. It was not at all about that moment in time. It was not about that. It triggered something far greater, far greater than that. It probably triggered um, some deep hatred of men of the masculine or deep distrust of the masculine. It probably triggered some wounding around authority figure, around being told what you can and can't do. Who knows? Who, who, I don't know. I don't know that. I'm just kind of throwing out different examples to feel into things. So... What, what I started to see, I'm just going to go back to more, a little more story with my mom. What I started to see was my mom would do this same energy, same thing, same words, same energy, same whatever. And someone else like outside of the family would respond beautifully. They would just, it didn't trigger anything in them. There was no autopilot, autopilot response of you do this, I do that. You do this, I do that every time. And so I would watch other people just hold it and like love, love, just stay in love, stay open, stay in love and just like dance beautifully with this energy, staying totally present, totally conscious, totally open, heart open, throat open, right? Like full body open, just totally Everything's, this is, this is beautiful. This is just a dance of energies, this conversation. Whereas I would go, (laughs) and to walk this path, to, 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 to walk this path back home, right? To walk this path back home. I'm going to bring it around now. We're finally getting there to walk this path back home. To walk this path to like authentic self is to let go of autopilot, of unconscious responding, of absorbed conditioning, of absorbed family response, family pattern, family role, da-da-da-da-da, right? That was like a 20-year thing. It was a 20-year thing every time this happened, this would happen. This would happen, this would happen. It was like a 20-year thing. 
And so, you know, you, you might be wondering like, okay, that's great. Um, how do I break this pattern? And, and I could talk about like little mundane things and I could give you little examples of, you know, step one is to be very aware. Step one is just the awareness. Like right now you could just journal or think about some people in your lives or situations in your lives where this happens and responses this like situations that, I mean, there's a, there's a billion, I'll tell you, there's a billion that sucks. It sucks to hear. There's a billion. Um, but the ones that are loud are kind of the ones that or the ones that are like in the forefront, the ones that just keep coming up or that are really like starting to rub, you know, there's just a lot of rub to them and they're, they're very present for you. They're, they're just loud. Those are often, I mean, you could kind of feel into it like, oh, those are the ones for me to look at in this moment in time. Those are the ones I'm most called to transmute, to change, to shift, to move through, to evolve into a different way of being in that energy. And so you can do that. Like that's, that's like step one, you know, kind of this, you know, just, just get conscious around it. Be aware, be, you know, just be aware. Like which ones do you not like? Like, all right, I do not like this one with my intimate partner. Um, every time my child does this, I do this every time, right? Every time. And, you know, you could go into be aware and then you can go like step step two, break the pattern. Just, just break it. Like in the moment, you you just break it, break it happens. You have to catch it. If you're not aware of it, you obviously can't do anything about it because you don't even know, but you catch it, right? It's happening. You catch it and boom, you break the pattern, right? Like I'm mom's doing this thing and I'm ready to like, I don't even remember what my response was. I mean, there were many different responses, but it was not a loving, like open-hearted, beautiful response where I felt totally in alignment and just like in love with her and in love with the world. And this is just energy moving at me. It was right. It was a shutdown. It was a contraction. It was a non-loving kind of a place in self. It was a very unconscious place. So instead I feel, whoa, break the pattern, break the pattern, break whatever you've got to do to break the pattern. Just break it, right? Just break it. Because if you can break it, right, you could like start laughing at yourself. Do something ridiculous, you know, like, like start saying, mom, I love you. Do you have any idea? This was one of my tricks. Mom, I love you. Do you have any idea of how much I love you? And I am so grateful that you gave me life. Boom. I would just like smash myself with gratitude and love. In, in the moment, that's just one, one tiny little way of doing it. And so you can talk about these and, and these like, I'm calling them mundane ways, but these um, relatively surface level ways are beautiful, beautiful. It's, it's, it's therapy. It's a form of therapy. It's a, it's a layer of therapy. It's, it's a layer of therapy. And that's, and, and it's valid and it's great and it's wonderful. But what that layer of therapy doesn't take you to are, how do I want to say this? I shouldn't say it like that. Let me take that back. There are deeper forces working. There are deeper forces working that go beyond catching kind of the mental layer of things and and the response, there's a deeper force happening. And if you can access these places in your being, these like energetic lines, these deeper places in your being, and you can do it through 
like embodied work, what you end up doing is you end up shifting nervous system shifts. You end up shifting from a much deeper place within self. It's, it's not, and it, and it happens when those deeper shifts happen, those deeper release points, like you get to the guts of the thing. I, I sometimes talk about like weeds. And if you can get to the root of that weed, you know, the root of that pattern. So let's go back to the police officer. Like the root, the root, like the root of that thing. And you can, you know, love it out by the root. Like you excavate it out by the root. You get in there and you witness it and you love it and you honor it and you, and it doesn't mean that it's a mental thing. So it doesn't mean that the mind really ever understands it. It doesn't mean that it's comprehensible by the mind. Like this is soul work. This part of this is soul work. And so, you know, the mind can't go where the soul goes. The mind can't go. It just can't go there. It can't. It doesn't always get a story for it. It's not always able to comprehend. And so when I'm saying like, you love it out, you get in there. I'm not saying that you understand that, oh, okay, my mom thing, this is just silly to me, but, and I'm giving a random example. Okay, my mom thing, it started when I was two and it was because she needed to feel loved. So she would place that, um, that burden upon me. And then I would respond in that way. Uh, a lot of times therapy can't even get you to those places, like talking therapy, um, can't even get you to those places. But, but even if I have that knowing a lot of times I, I still can't help the response in myself. So it's finding what takes you beyond the limitations of the mind like what takes you into these deeper, deeper unconscious places. And I know that this is sounding, maybe it's not sounding like this for you, but I have a sense that for some it's sounding like, okay, wow, this is just a ridiculous amount of work. I have no idea. We start like thinking spreadsheets and we start thinking like lists of, okay, this relationship, this relationship, this relationship. I've definitely got mother wounding. I've definitely got like womb healing to do. I've definitely got a lot around my sexuality. I've definitely got a lot around body image. I've got whatever. And then we start to mentalize this whole thing and we could drive ourselves batty. But the gift, like the gift of working with I want to say Shakti, but I don't, I want to use a different word. The gift of working with something that is so much wiser than us, the gift of working with this wisdom that's beyond the mental realm, this innate, you could call it divine feminine wisdom. You could call it Shakti is really probably the best way that I could say it this soul wisdom. It's like soul knowing. It's, I sometimes use the word divine mind. You start to to tap into divine mind. You start to open to your own inner mystic, your own inner mystic, the, the inner mystic within. And it's fueled by something that is so much wiser than you. It's fueled by a force 
that knows your soul's path, that knows your path of evolution, knows your growth, knows what you've come here to do, knows exactly what movements to take when, exactly what lessons to deliver when, exactly what perfect life situations, relationships, people, things to deliver when so that you can do your thing, so that you can do your thing in this life. And when we start to work with that energy in the body, which for some is so out there and so not even a real possibility. It's almost like something I read about in books, but I don't really believe or um, something that feels like miraculous to me. And I can kind of read stories of like miraculous healings and there's like this, this untouchable aspect to it, this like miraculous out there other than untouchable sort of a thing. It's, it's just not believable. You know, you read some, I don't need to go into any more of that, any more of that. And, and that's, that's, I want to just honor that for a second. I, I really want to honor that and, and also confess that I was there I was there. I would read about Kundalini awakenings and I would, you know, in my twenties, I would read about Kundalini awakenings and I would read about Shakti. Like what? Like what? Like universal intelligence. Yeah. I can like understand that there's this like link between things, but, but that energy to move through my body, to, to heal old karmic things, to heal these autopilot responses that I have to my mom, this is unfathomable to me. This is like, I, 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 no, I, no. I, and then it happens. <laughs> and then you're left going, shit, it's real. It's real. There is a force in me that has divine intelligence. There is a force that doesn't just know how to heal cuts on my arm. There is a force in me that knows how to heal karmas, that knows how to move me toward becoming more and more and more and more of my full authentic self. Move me toward embodying my soul, move me toward that place that we started out this very conversation with, move me toward that place that feels like home, that place that I feel connected, that I understand spirituality from a knowing in my bones. I understand my soul from a knowing in my bones. I understand the divine. I am connected to the, I have a relationship with the divine because I have a relationship with this energy that moves through my being, that is that moves through every being, but I have become awake to it. I have become conscious of it. It is now a conscious relationship instead of an unconscious relationship. And when I start to work with it and allow her, Shakti, it, to flow through us and to move through us and to guide us is when the spreadsheets fall away. The lists of woo, old woundings and old patterns and what do I do next? All of that falls away. The stress goes. 
the stress go, like all of those, it just goes because it's, everything is here. Everything is here. Every choice comes from this place. Every healing moment comes from this place. Where we're led, where we're guided to comes from this place. How we evolve through an old pattern comes from this place. And it comes fast and miraculously and beautifully and with so much love and always in our highest good, always in honor of our soul, always, always. It ne- it's never not coming from that place. She's never not coming from that place. The mind is not coming from that place. The mind has no idea, right? The mind has no idea. That, that aspect of our wisdom has no idea. It, it'll run itself ragged trying to figure out, well, what's the guidance? What's the guidance? What, you know, how do I make this decision? What do I do? Let me do a pros and cons list. And then, you know, yes, definitely this. And then the mind changes its mind the next day. And it's like, no, 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 let's do this thing. But over here, that's not there. That's not, that's not there. And all it is, is us creating this relationship with her, ourselves, this aspect of self, us coming into union, us coming into relationship, us coming into the dance with divine self, with soul self, with, with, universal intelligence that runs through us, with Shakti that runs through us. It's, it's basically just like the divine energy that runs through you. We don't even have to use Shakti or Shiva or get all like funky about divine feminine because I think sometimes we go, ah, I don't even believe in that. But that's fine. It doesn't matter. It's a force that's in Christianity. It's a force that's in Hinduism. It's a force that's in Buddhism. Some traditions just happen to... Um, express it differently or talk about it differently or create relationships with it differently. Some traditions are more embodied focused, whereas other traditions are more transcendent focused. And, and, and I mean, if you've been around rewilding for a while, you know that we're very embodied focused. Um, nothing is wrong with transcendence. That's, that's great. Um, but there's a lot of us on this planet at this time. And I can speak now to birthing a new world. So I was kind of sharing that this conversation is coming from that energy, but I can speak to birthing a new world and um, those who are drawn to th- this sort of um, path, it's really about the embodiment. It's really about the divine in the all of everything, the divine here on earth in this place, in this body, the divine in my sexuality, the divine in my heart the divine coming through and creating through me, the divine creating through me, right? I'm, I'm, I'm moving from this place. I'm living from this place, living, leading, creating from soul. That was another um, uh, retreat that we did in Rewilding. And, and this birthing a new world, this like birthing a new world. It's, it's not just envisioning a new world. It's not envisioning a new world. It's, it's, can you feel the, like, it's, it's a practice, oh, I don't know if I'll share that. Ah! Um, I will share that. It's a, it's a practice that's linked to Tonglin, in a way. So if you know Tonglin, it's, and I'm, I'm going to slaughter this, so if you're like a Tonglin pro, um, don't hold this against me. This, I always paraphrase everything. Um, and so Tonglin is, is a practice along the lines of 
taking in the pain of the world, taking it in, and it's, it's usually a heart-based practice, taking the pain of the world into your heart, and then like you recycle it, you alchemize it, you shift it, you change it, you transform it, and then out comes just pure love. Out just comes pure love. And so it, it's definitely not a practice for everybody. It's an intense practice. And I think in this like new agey spiritual world, most people are like, ah, I don't want anything to touch me. That's not love and light. <laughs> so um, there's my little rant. There's my little rant on the love and light. Uh, the love and light crew, the uh, spiritual, uh, what is that? Bypassing, spiritual bypass. Anyways, I do really honor that this is not a practice for everyone. It is not a practice for everyone. And it's a, you get to a certain place and you just feel to be in service to the greater. You feel that you are actually not just from uh, reading this in a book linked to everything, but you know that you are everything, that one person's pain is your pain, that the world's pain is your pain, that the collective's pain is your pain. There's no like hiding away in our little cabin in the mountains, even though that's where I'm at, but I don't get to hide from it. I, I am in this energy. It's, it's not other than me. I, I don't get to hide from it. Um, and you, you, when you, you come to that place of it doesn't feel like you're taking on someone's stuff, right? I'm not, I'm not taking on someone's stuff. I'm not self-sacrificing. So there's a shadow side to this, this like self-sacrificing, display me out. It, like that's a shadow side and that's something to definitely be worked through. That's like lots of people's karmas, lots of light workers, um, lots of like wounded healer karma comes, comes with that. And it's just a thing to work through. It's not a bad thing. It's just something that lots of people have. But you come to a place where this is the highest, most aligned thing I can be doing in this moment. Like this is, for me, this is the most loving, most aligned thing that, I use these words in the retreat, that I feel full. Like I feel full. There's a fullness to it. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. But anyways, the practice, I'll share this practice and then I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll share, actually I'll share the practice in a second. Um, we will be doing lots of these practices in inner circle. We do these practices in inner circle. Inner circle is an online circle that's been going since 2017. Um, so this is its fourth year. We're moving into the fourth year of inner, I think it's the fourth year of inner circle. Years of inner circle, years of working online, years of sitting in circle online. This is not new to us. This is not new to us. Years of walking this embodiment path, this embodiment path, this awakening path, um, in this way together. And for us, it felt like, wow, what can we give to our community as we open circle again? So we only open like three or four times a year to maintain the sacred space of circle, to really give us a solid container that can hold the work that we're doing. It's like temple space. So it's creating temple space. And it's important for me and for all of the women in this circle that that circle does get closed. And it's not just this constant in and out and shifting and changing of all the energetics. Of course, um, you can leave circle anytime you want, but it's just not able to add 
more into circle until certain points in time when you know it feels right to open up circle. And this is one of those points where it's just right to open up circle. It's right, it feels right, it's a good time, not just for um, those of us who kind of facilitate, hold the space, but also for those who are in the space. Um, so it was agreed upon by all of us that, yep, yeah, let's, let's open circle. Um, let's open up our arms and wholeheartedly open up circle for any women who are feeling to step into this in a deeper way, into these practices in a deeper way, step into a community, a circle of women walking this path in a deeper way. And so circle is open, but we also felt that because we're in these wild times and it's so unknown and it's and, and, and challenging, and we know that not everybody could do the birthing a new world retreat with us. Not everyone has the resources to do that. So we felt like what we could do while we were opening up Inner Circle is to offer a seven day, totally free um, exploration of Inner Circle, of all the workshops that are sitting in the members area of Inner Circle for, for full seven days. So it's like seven days of full-on rewilding. And I think I mentioned earlier, there's at least 16 hours of rewilding in there. Um, there's higher heart, soul embodiment work, there's dark goddess work, there's sacred union work, there's... Oh gosh, I don't even I, I, I don't even know, um, but there's a lot that's in there. The 12 days, so if you remember the 12 days of, of circle that we did at the start of the year, maybe you were a part of that, maybe you weren't, but that's all there and that's accessible in that seven-day um, trial period. So uh, you can find all of the details for that on this podcast on our website, so rewildingforwomen.com. And actually, you'll see Inner Circle there. This is probably the best place to go because then you don't have to click around but just on our website, rewildingforwomen.com, and you'll see Inner Circle as a tab at the top. And you just click on that, and you'll see seven-day free trial. It's only good until the 8th of May, though. So it's only good until the 8th of May because we're closing Circle on the 15th. So that's like that seven-day period because we close Circle on the 15th. So anytime between now and the 15th, or sorry, anytime between now and the 8th of May, um, you are so welcome to... Um, come into our members area to do as many workshops as you feel to, um, to just poke around, feel around. Um, can't, um, can't give you access to the Facebook group until um, after the 15th, just to kind of keep the integrity of that space, keep the community, um, keep the circle, keep the integrity of the circle in that space. And so the seven day trial period is, is the workshops is the 16, 17, 20 hours of rewilding is the workshops is full access to the members portal. Um, so that's exciting. Um, and you're so welcome to, to join us. I would be super honored to be with you, even if it's for a day or one workshop, or if it's to continue on and to, you know, really step into inner circle and to, to, who knows how long we journey together, but just absolutely honored to do that. All right, so I'll close on the practice, the, um, the birthing a new world Tonglin practice. And this is something you can feel into if it feels right for you. If not, um, you can leave it. So instead of just the heart and instead of, you know, focusing on pain of the world, the practice, and I've never 
it just came. It just came at one during one of the workshops. I think our like day two of that retreat of like the seven days. It sort of came in when we were doing womb awakening. Of course, is when it comes in. But it was quite literally taking the whole of the world in to my mouth, into my mouth, taking the whole of the world into my mouth, and allowing it to move down my whole central channel, down my whole central channel and then to birth out of the birth canal, out of the birth canal. And as it comes in, it's the whole of the earth (laughs) to just be loved, to be nourished, to be awoken, just love. You don't have to think about anything. It's just like golden love light. That's it. That's That's just golden love light. And you can feel the transmuting, the alchemizing of the old energy to birth the new, 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 to birth the new. new. And you just hold this intention of like earth's soul path, right? Like the love, soul love, that unconditional love. You move into a very impersonal love. It's, It's like goddess love. You become the goddess. So instead of it being Kali who's doing the transmuting or another goddess doing the transmuting, it's you become the goddess. You become her and you hold that energy. You embody that energy and you just allow the alchemizing to happen. You hold that. And it is, it is one hell of a practice. It is one hell of a practice and it is beautiful and it will break you. Um, I shouldn't say it will break you. It broke me into just shattered me into a million pieces of just love and gratitude and, um, and, and sacredness, um, and mystic. Right? I think we started off this conversation talking about like the mystic within. Okay. I hope that this has served in the most perfect way that it was meant to serve you. I hope that I see you in inner circle again, even if it's for an hour or a day or a year or five years, who knows? Um, but I do hope that if this work sings to you in any way, or even if you're just curious, it might not even sing to you. You're just curious. That's beautiful too. Um, would love to just connect with you in that way if it feels right for you. All right. So much love to you. Mwah.